Hello and welcome to this episode of Coach in Chaos. It has been a wild minute since I have last recorded, but that doesn't mean I've given up. Um, It just means I had to hit pause. And our lives here have been incredibly amazing and we love South Carolina. Best decision I think we could possibly have made in 31 years of marriage. I want to tell you a little bit about what's been going on and some of the the miracles that we have experienced and one of them is all about a baby. People have asked me, what did you do when you found out Alexandria was pregnant? And I answer honestly, I tell them I was so glad. I was so glad. Um, I had already been heartbroken. I had already been in turmoil over some of the things that were going on. And so to hear that she was pregnant, um, it was, it was joy. It was relief. And it was my hope that it would serve as a wake up call. Um, I think that's probably my path in that thought process. It didn't quite happen immediately. And she has been through a lot of anguish, a lot of tears, because she really began to trust and love someone very, very much, deeply. And she thought that they had the same goals. Because ultimately, she loves church. She loves the gospel. And she hoped that her relationship with him would ultimately be within the gospel and that they would marry and eventually have children and he said all the right things and he loved her and doted on her in all the right ways and yet when she found out that she was pregnant and she talked to us about it she said actually I think I'm in a good place I think our relationship is really going well and I feel solid and then it shifted and it was shocking because ultimately he he has stepped out of the picture completely and for me to jump from her being pregnant to this young man stepping out of the picture in 30 seconds doesn't give it a fair enough amount of time for what actually went on trust me the tears the anguish the heartbreak for her for me the anger for her father the disbelief that this young man could completely abandon her and ultimately we were we were glad that it happened that way so we didn't have to share in visitations and send the baby and the little girl off to Arizona and share in holidays and other eventually another woman raising her you know as he would get married to someone else eventually maybe someday lots of things but that that this is our path this is our thought process this is her journey and she went back and forth between do I place this baby for adoption what do I do how am I going to do this I'm 23 years old can I do this and yet when she looks up and looks around her and she sees her mom and dad and her aunts and 
the little cousins that would be provided to her. She is surrounded with love. And when she would talk to us about what to do, we didn't steer her one way or another because this had to be her decision. This had to be the baby's path for her forever future. And yet I just told Alexandria that whatever she decides, I will love that baby and I will love her regardless, regardless. And I knew from the moment that she told us she was pregnant that I loved that baby so incredibly much. I just felt it. It was overwhelming. In Richard G. Scott's talk from April 1988, to help a loved one in need, he talks about how many of us have a son or a daughter that that brings heavy hearts and that we are filled with anguish and pain and despair. And um, yes, very much so. But while there are many things that we can do to help her, we still have to stand back and let things be accomplished by the Lord. And he says to love without limitations. Love without limitations. And as I sought to do this, I felt so much joy in this pregnancy for her, even though it was difficult. Even though it was so difficult for us to witness the abandonment by this young man and even sometimes rage that that I would feel. There were times where I wanted to seek revenge and I wanted to write to his parents and I wanted to stomp my feet and shake my fist. And, and one day I had the most amazing experience as I was drowning in despair. I can't even begin to explain it, but I had this amazing, overwhelming view of this young man, of how our Heavenly Father sees him. He's aware of him, and he loves him. And I saw him as a son of God. And my heart softened. And now I feel so much sadness for him that he is missing out on this amazing experience since baby Nora is here how beautiful she is and the love that we have wrapped her up in as they say here in South Carolina we will cover her up and I love that we too have covered her up in all that she needs loved her from the moment she was born and of course we can't condone the transgression but we can extend every hope and support to Alexandria and to baby girl and we can continue down the path of keeping the gospel ever present in our home and we strive for prayer and scripture and lots of prayer between Jeff and myself. And in 1 Nephi 15, 25, he says, I did exhort them with all the energies of my soul and with all the faculty which I possess that they would give heed to the word of God. Remember his covenants 
and to keep his commandments always in all things. And that is what I have tried to give to my children. And as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I know that as fellow parents possibly listening to this, yes, that is what we have tried to give to our children. We have prayed for them with all the energies of our soul. But at the end of the day, there is free agency. And as we let go and let God, we can see his work unfold in the lives of our children. It has been very helpful to keep perspective. Elder Scott talks about if you placed a pebble and put it right up to your eye, a pebble right up to your eye, and that is all that you can see. Sometimes we take the smallest things in our lives and we hone in and focus on that, that we can't see anything else around us. But as we toss the pebble away from us and look up and see the world, we realize that that pebble was just a small part of everything else that's going on. And step back and let Heavenly Father control the earth and the things that that take place within it. And find the peace that He is completely in charge. He is aware of our children. He is aware of our grandchildren. He is aware of baby girl. I want to turn and focus a little bit on Come Follow Me and um, the lesson this week in Genesis and another conference talk by D. Todd Christofferson and he talks about how prophets have revealed that we have first existed as intelligence and, and that we were given form or spirit bodies by God and thus becoming his children. And then he wanted us to have everything that he has and he wanted us to advance to become like him. And so here we were given an opportunity and this is called the plan of salvation. And the two principal purposes of the plan were explained in Abraham. And there stood one among them that was like unto God. And he said unto those who were with him, we will go down for there is space there. And we will take of these materials. And those who keep their second estate shall have glory added upon their heads forever. And thanks to our Heavenly Father, we had already become spirit beings. And now he was offering a plan to complete or perfect that being. And he was giving us the opportunity to live outside of his presence and to come to this earth. And that we would have the opportunity to choose to bridle the flesh or and have it become an instrument in use to our Father and gain control and master of our own spirit and Heavenly Father trusted us that we would be able to excuse me go down and do this would we individually overcome evil 
Alexandria. After holding baby girl one evening as we were in the hospital, she looks up at me and she says, I don't want her to grow up like me. And that broke my heart because Alexandria has always been faithful and she's always been virtuous. And for a small time in her life, she stepped away from from covenants. But there is a season and a reason and a purpose. And so what is the purpose of Christ's atonement then if we were all perfect? This baby girl has come to us and she has come to us for such a time as this. And even though we can't understand how some things that could be so terrible as the choices that her father has made can bring about such a perfect little thing. She will continue to teach us and be a light in our lives to all of us. And we are so blessed, so incredibly blessed that she is in our lives. And I'm so grateful that little baby Nora shouted for joy at the magnificent possibilities and promises when she was given the opportunity to choose Christ's plan to come to this earth. I have no doubt that she was completely aware of the path that would be presented to her and how she would be coming to this earth and the family that she would join. And she agreed to it and she's here and she's in our arms and she's looking up at us with great big bright sparkly eyes. This baby girl in her first estate, she did shout for joy. She made the decision to follow Christ. And just as we will strive to teach her, she will always teach us. And that's not to say that being married as a man and woman is is the utmost important way to bring a child into this earth. But all of us go from A to B in different ways. My A to B is not the same as your A to B. Satan seeks to convince men and women that marriage and family priorities can be ignored or abandoned. And he convinces us that that it's okay. But we know that we spiritually can be born again. Elder Christofferson says to declare the fundamental truths relative to marriage and family is to not overlook or diminish the sacrifices and successes of those for whom the ideal is not a present reality. Everyone has talents. Everyone can contribute to the unfolding of his divine plan in every generation, in every birth. Much that is good, much that is essential, even sometimes all that is necessary for now can be achieved in less than ideal circumstances. So many of you are doing your very best. And right now, I promise with all the energies of my heart that my daughter is doing her very best. She has amazed us at the relationship that she has with this one-week-old baby girl, how they've connected, how that baby latched on and has been nursing beautifully without even 
a falter. It has been incredibly and beautiful to watch. And those of us who bear the heaviest burdens of mortality, and yet we stand up in defense of God's plan to exalt his children, we will always be ready to march. And the atonement of Jesus Christ has anticipated and in the end will compensate all deprivation and loss for those who turn to him. Elder Christofferson said, no one is predestined to receive less than all the Father has for his children. And he talks about a young mother who confided in him all the anxieties of her heart about feeling inadequate of this highest calling of motherhood. And he assured her that she's doing all that she can and I know that Heavenly Father is smiling down on Alexandria. And I'm so grateful for the witness that I had of seeing this young man as our Father in Heaven sees him. I believe, as Elder Bednar says, that our relationship with Christ is based upon our relationship with others. There was just recently um, an 80 year old woman in my ward here in South Carolina who just went to the temple for her husband who died one year ago after 62 years of marriage she was able to have him baptized and she was able to have him sealed to her and her smile her face was beaming when she shared that with me in church a week ago she was overcome with joy so our A to B is not the same as everyone else's 62 years of marriage is a very long time but in the eternal scheme of things I know that her husband is now hers for eternity and that is all that matters and of course I pray that one day there will be someone who will love baby girl as much as we do and accept her into his life and want to marry our beautiful daughter that has sacrificed and is working so incredibly hard for this child for them to have a life together and that there will be somebody worthy of the both of them thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I pray that you will find that our Father in Heaven knows very much who you are and where you are. And He loves you. He loves all of us. In whatever situation that we find ourselves in, He loves us completely and He truly is working behind the scenes. I can testify to that. And as I pray to Him, I am seeking to pray trustingly to Him and to stand back and watch his miracles unfold as I allow them to unfold. I know that this is the true Church of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for the Book of Mormon and that we have prophets today. And I want each of my children and my grandchildren to know this, that I have this testimony within me. And I love you, baby girl, Nora. 
I love you so much. Welcome to our world. Thank you.